The following homily was delivered on Sunday, September 12, 2021, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in Andover by the Reverend Callie Fire. The title of the homily is Embracing Possibility. Here begins the homily. Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because that you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything, live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. Rainer Maria Rilke. So I've carried this particular Rilke quotation in my mind for many years, both as a favorite and as a bane. I mean, live the questions, love the questions. What kind of shenanigans is that? My personality strongly craves certainty. The unknown makes me anxious. I don't go to haunted houses in October around Halloween, and I don't like to watch those jump scare horror movies, you know, the ones that everything's really quiet and dark and all of a sudden the villain slides in out of the shadows and suddenly all the noise and chaos happens and people start dying and everyone's screaming and yeah, I can do without those. Certainty feels safe, right? Or at least comfortable or familiar. But I've learned in following this quote and living with this quote, Rilke is not asking us to live with the uncertainty or the anxiousness when he invites us to love the questions. The questions Rilke tasks the reader are for exploration, for discovery, challenging doubt. They are questions of possibility. What if? How come? Why not? So I believe children are born with this inherent curiosity, exploration, discovery, with an inherent understanding of possibility. This is the root of imagination and play, right? If we are graced with children in our lives, those of us who are, whether they are our own children or children of relatives or friends, whether they are students, neighbors, or some other constellation of how children appear in our lives, even in this congregation. We understand that possibility and imagination connection. Like how often in the history of cardboard boxes have children created imaginary things, rocket ships or castles or gold mines or race cars. There's even a time machine featured in a Doritos commercial created out of a cardboard box. But what about you? How open have you been to why not? How has been your faith in possibility? As adults, we often find ourselves framing possibility by its negative, by naming what is not possible. Oh, I could never sing on stage for an audience. My boss will never agree to give me a raise. If only I could find a better job. Now, that last one, the if only, that's a tricky one, right? Because it sounds like a curiosity at first listen on the surface. It sounds like an exploratory question. But the energy it evokes is energy of resignation. It's an acceptance of the impossibility. It is a belief that it cannot happen. 
So somewhere between childhood and adulthood, we sometimes forget about possibility. And it's usually with things that we are imagining that have high value, right? Like when it really matters, we learn from painful experiences and from trauma how to doubt possibility. Usually in experiences or encounters that we have, we run into the doubt of others. Like the carrot seed story that we heard earlier today, the child encountered doubt after doubt from mother, from father, from big brother, who all told him that the carrot wouldn't come up. They doubted repeatedly, but he kept his possibility close. He kept weeding and watering and tending, and sure enough, the carrot grew. But that's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Because possibility does let us down. Possibility is a vision. It's an aspiration. It is not a guarantee. Sometimes that leaves a mark on us when it doesn't happen, and it makes believing possibility a little bit harder the next time, and the next time, and the next. Eventually, some things really start to seem impossible. So holding faith in possibility means we must challenge our doubt, as Rilke invites us to do. In a later passage, Rilke returns to this topic of doubt. He writes, your doubt may become a good quality if you train it. It must become knowing. It must become critical. Ask it whenever it wants to spoil something for you, why something is ugly, demand proofs from it, test it, and you will find it perplexed and embarrassed perhaps, or perhaps rebellious. But don't give in, insist on arguments and act this way. Be watchful and consistent every single time. And the day will arrive when from a destroyer, it will become one of your best workers, perhaps the cleverest of all that are building at your life. So possibility is more than just asking questions. For my comfort craving personality, asking questions will often, often come with an attachment to a specific outcome. I might start with what if, followed by a worry I might have for a negative outcome. What if it rains during my camping trip in October? I mean, well, that's actually a legitimate question this year, right? But question actually encourages doubt instead of challenging it. The other part of our theme this month is embracing. And embracing possibility is about opening to potential, challenging our doubt. Wilka uses strong language, language of strength in his idea of training one's doubt. But like the child in the carrot seed, embracing possibility means we will likely attract questions and criticisms and comments from others. We will run up against others' doubts, which will sometimes hurt and may even leave wounds. So willingly enduring this to embrace possibility is a practice of vulnerability. It is staying connected to the potential and to the pain, the doubt, the opinions of others. Vulnerability softens us, allowing us to stay open to possibility. 
beginning this congregational year with the theme of embracing possibility is also rooting deeper into the very foundations of our faith. Possibility has distinguished Unitarian Universalists from the start. Historically, when others saw depravity and sin at the core of human identity, we saw potential. When many were preaching that this world was fallen, we saw the potential or the possibility of heaven here, right here on earth. God hasn't given up on us, so we shouldn't give up on each other or in the world. This has been um, our belief as Unitarian Universalists. Psychologically, it has led us to be a people of why not? Why not give another person another chance? Why not fight what seems like a losing battle? Why not risk a little failure? Embracing possibility is a risk, but there is no requirement that it be a solitary risk. In the reading David read for us, Manish Mishra Marzetti invites each of us to remember our song, the song the universe sang on our birth. He writes, listen carefully, can you hear it still? A song of possibility, a reminder that we still have time to be who and what we need to be. Listen carefully, the vast expanse echoes in a recognition that it's not always easy. Possibilities can be hard to pursue, roads not taken, wrong turns, destinations that disappoint. Through this, that song persists. The universe sings no less because time and space wear us thin. The music calls us to recognize our limitations, to recognize that the song is best sung with others. And perhaps, perhaps that's the real secret. Remembering the why not is something we of all have to say and sing together. It's not a solo act. For it to sink in and better yet for it to take flight, it needs to be at least a duet. Of course, a quartet is even better. And just imagine what we might pull off if we can gather a choir, a choir of this community, all singing the tune of why not at the top of our lungs together. <laughs>